The Lamb is the voice in the midst of the four living creatures. So, speaking from inside of the four living creatures, from inside the the circle or the semicircle formed by the four living creatures around the throne is the Lamb. Now, this should stir your interest greatly because in the picture of heaven, the throne is central and he who sits upon the throne and the Lamb, and we've unpacked this previously so I won't get into that any further, is surrounded by the four living creatures. if If you were to imagine what I'm speaking about, a court in which there are concentric circles, in the midst of the circle is the throne and the Lamb and the one who holds the, 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 seven, the, the scroll of seven seals. That would be the epicenter not only of heaven but of creation itself because it suggests that the authority to govern creation is vested in the one who sits upon the throne. Now we know Jesus claimed, I have all authority in heaven and on earth. So God, the living God, God who is spirit, who dwells outside of time, who holds all of creation together in the breath of His hand, whose word has upheld the world since it was created, and and everything in creation, has conferred authority to govern creation to the one who sits upon the throne and the Lamb. Now that's to to take the lens way back out before we come focusing in. I think you can see where I'm going because I'm telling you the four living creatures are the next in the circle around the throne. If you think of this as a court and all authority in the kingdom is vested in the one who is sitting upon the throne, then the next round, the next circle of authority is the executive functioning. They do the bidding of the the one who sits on the throne who has all authority. And outside of that four, the four living creatures, are the twenty-four elders, twelve being the number of government times two represents the government of the kingdom of God in heaven and on earth. Although I am deeply tempted to talk about the one who sits on the throne and his authority and his power and the glory of his nature and his awesome power, I want to shift the focus just a little bit to the four living creatures because they are the executive function of the vested authority of the one who sits upon the throne. So any discussion we have of the authority, the power, the awesomeness, the majesty 
the, the vastness of the scope to govern and to rule, the unchallenged nature in all of creation, whether by the demonic or mankind, whether by the angelic or any other form of being, the one who has absolute sovereign authority over creation, which sovereign authority is guaranteed in creation, creation including heaven and earth because they were both created, the authority that sustains heaven and earth, that brings things in the appropriate time first into the heavens and then out of the heavens into the earth, the authority that sustains all of that is called the deep, the deep the Spirit of the living God or God Himself who is Spirit, one person manifested in three distinct forms, one person in three distinct forms. I've unpacked that before, I don't have time and noise it now the moment that I wish to unpack it again. But the power that is vested in the throne of heaven governs heaven and earth, governs all that is in heaven and on earth, but that power does not originate in heaven, it originates in God who is eternal. Before there was heaven, before there was earth, before the created realm came into being, God could say, God was, in the beginning God. It's imperative for you to see that the throne then is the symbol of the authority that holds creation together. Not, it didn't just uh, create things, continues to hold it together for the purposes for which God created the heavens and the earth. Those purposes are meant to be carried out, executed. This concept is one of assignment, of delegation, so that the potential of the one who has plenary authority, if you like, the plenipotentiary, it's a term of governance the potential that reveals the plenary or complete authority is uh, the compendium of the four living creatures. They are the primary executors of the authority of the throne and this, you see, is by design. Now I know we have not thought much about these things written in the book of Revelation for a long time because we were busy trying to live our best lives now. We were busy uh, trying to, um, to find our place at the political table and to speak adoringly of very flawed characters. No, we haven't had time to open the Scriptures because we thought we could make this great impact for God. We talked routinely about 
how our institutions were the compendium of this divine power. No, no, no. It was never true. This was never true. They are four living creatures. There's no potential for a dead entity, for a legal fiction, an institution. There's no potential for it to have fellowship with the living God. Therefore, it is impossible. It is absolutely impossible for an institution to be that which is meant by four living creatures. And yet they are the plenipotentiary. They're the potential of seeing the plenary. And of course, of course, since this was a man in the image and likeness of God that was the intent of God in creating, we, could, we have to be out of our minds to suggest that that man ultimately is, takes the form of an institution. How batty are we? How insane? How devoid of, it's just basic reason we've come to be. And it's showing up here in the last days where men and women without insight, without wisdom, are trying to make the institution work for their followers. It it cannot. It cannot. You don't have to take my word for it. It's It's the reason that church is unraveling. It was based on a false foundation. And God has allowed this pandemic to come primarily to bring judgment on this aberration, the institutional church. And when it's done, whatever is left of it, the spirit of it will fold into the beast of the earth that I will speak of subsequently. Now, you have to take my word for any of this. If you're around long enough, that's what will happen. But if you want to know while you're alive, while you are in these difficult times, if you want to know how you might be secure, how you might be at rest, no matter what's going on in the world around you, you better listen to what I'm saying. Because I'm sounding the alternative. I'm telling you what is different about what the truth speaks of. So the four living creatures, the four living creatures are the executive authority of the one who sits upon the throne and this is by design. They're so connected to the one who sits upon the throne that they are, for all practical purposes, they operate in the authority of the one who sits upon the throne in the fashion of an ambassador, an emissary, one who has been uh, tested and proven and who can be deployed to represent the living God. So let's talk about these four living creatures for a moment. 
Keep in mind these things that I've said and go over them because I will show you in the unfolding of Scripture that they absolutely represent, exclusively represent the authority of the throne. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us through His Son whom He appointed heir over all things. And that Son is a spiritual man known as Christ, a corporate man. Four is the number of the corporate man. That's why we have four living creatures surrounding the one who sits upon the throne who is the executive authority of God in all of creation, who may claim to have all power in all of creation. Now, verse 6, Revelation 4, before the throne was a sea of glass like crystal and in the midst of the throne and around the throne, so in, in the midst of the throne, meaning at the surrounding the throne in the midst of circles. As I mentioned to you, there are at least three different circles. One is the circle of angels, another is the circle of uh, the 24 elders. Inside of that, the third circle and closest to the throne, that which encircles the throne and encircles the one who sits upon the throne are these four living creatures four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. And what does that mean? It means they could see in every direction. And for our purposes, seeing in every direction means you can see the past, you can see the present, you can see the future. So these four living creatures are perfectly cognizant of what is in the mind of God from long ages past, where those events are in present time and where they're going in the future, full of eyes in front and in back. They can see where they've been, they can see where they are and they can see where they're going. Now, the first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like an ox, an ox. And the word is plower, a plower, the ox. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. These four creatures each had six wings and were full of eyes around and within. Again, the understanding that they could see where they've been, they could see where they are, they could see where they're going, full of eyes around and within, seeing everything. Now you will note 
that when the lamb is described, he has seven eyes and seven horns, which are a parallel metaphor, seven being the number of completeness. So the lamb sees everything in the same manner in which these four living creatures say everything. But let me go on and read the rest of the four living creatures here, the rest of their attributes, and so that you can get the whole picture and then we'll talk about the lion, the ox, uh, the man and the eagle. And they, these four living creatures who see in every direction, do not rest day or night saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So they are fully aware of uh, the eternal things because they can speak of He who was, past, He who is, present, and who is to come. So they can actually see in every direction. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honour and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, when they do it, the twenty-four elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So the twenty-four elders take their cues from the four living creatures. The four living creatures ordain the timing. And the four living and the twenty-four elders execute, they bring the order of things into creation and you created all things, so they understand the governance associated, they understand the governance associated with uh, the purpose for creation. It's an incredible thing and that we would not have known it before or would not have thought of it or focused on it before simply means that the time had not come, but the time has come. Let's talk about these four living creatures for a moment. The first creature was like a lion. The lion in creation and in heaven, in physical creation and in heaven, is referred to as the conqueror. Let me go over to uh, chapter Five, and here is here is what it said. The question was, who should open this? Who should take from the right hand of the one who sat on the throne, who held this this um, scroll sealed with seven seals? And it appeared that no one was was qualified to do so. And so picking up at verse 4 of chapter 5, John says, I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scrolls or to look on it, look at it. But one of the elders said to me, 
do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scrolls and to loose its seven seals. And I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns, which means he's all-powerful, and seven eyes, which means that he's able to see in everything, because these are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Now that lamb, who was announced as the lion, he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Now, I wanted to to point out that even in the textual interpretation of the lion here, the four living creatures, one had a face like a lion and he's sitting around the throne at the time, or he's standing around the throne at the time of the announcement of the lion of the tribe of Judah who has overcome. Contextually, this lion, the, the, the creature with the face of a lion, is in perfect harmony with, especially if he's going to execute the judgments of the one, the lamb, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hence we're speaking of rule, the capacity to rule, having overcome. And in fact, that's exactly what is said in Scripture, to him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my Father's throne. So the lion is the overcomer, therefore the ruler. Now obviously we're not speaking, looking at these four living creatures, we're not speaking of an actual lion, but rather a creature that possesses the spirit of an overcomer, the spirit of a ruler, the spirit of the lion. The second living creature, like an ox, ox. In literature, and here in the scriptures, the ox is synonymous with one who cannot be turned, cannot be turned. We even use the term stubborn as an ox, which is one that is not easily turned, persistent, unyielding. In in remembrance of the term of the scripture, when Paul wrote, be you therefore steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. You will see later on when we go to the book of Ezekiel to pick up on these four living creatures that they do not deviate, they do not turn, they go straight forward and backward and they do not turn. In other words, This creature, this second living creature, this ox, cannot be turned because it knows where it's going in as much as it sees, full of eyes in front and in back. It sees what has been, it sees what is now, and it sees what is to be. 
This creature cannot be confused with being a political leader or a leader of a political church, for they are blown by every wind of doctrine, they are blown by every opportunity of convenience, they neither know the past, the present, nor the future, they exist for themselves, they are not representatives of anything, they can be dissuaded the moment their price is met, clearly not the character of one of these four living creatures. The fourth, uh, the third living creature had the face like a man, in other words, the, these characteristics are housed it, within that which is ultimately representative of that which God raised up from the earth in order to bring forth in the end of the age as that which was in the image and likeness of God. So it speaks of the potential of this man who has the spirit of a lion, the steadfastness of an ox, and now the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. This is not a nesting eagle, it is not simply one that occupies an airy above the plains, it's flying, it's in action, it's seeing. This is the prophetic spirit that sees being born on the winds of time. A flying eagle is different from a nesting eagle because the flying eagle depends upon the winds of the spirit, is moving in the realm of the spirit. This is prophetic, meaning that's how the prophetic operates. It's borne up on the invisible but real presence of the Spirit of God. So when a person is, quote, in the Spirit, they're not in the realm of time and space and they get to see things that are not typically seen. So are the four living creatures, the ruler, the standard, if you like, the undeviating standard, the prophetic visionary who sees as God sees, clothed in the face and, and, and you will see later on, uh, appearing to have the body of a man, with hands like a man under their wings. The four living creatures had six wings and were full of eyes around and within, six wings. When we see them again in Ezekiel chapter 1, these four living creatures, they're not in heaven, they're on the earth and they have four wings, two to cover their faces and two to spread upward or rather two to cover their bodies and two to spread upward, they move differently 
on the earth, but in heaven they move in the spirit. We'll pick up from Ezekiel chapter 1 where we see these four living creatures again. 